0: Good evening, friends, and welcome to episode 8 of Gouda on Gouda. Today is November 23rd, 2018, and uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving, so happy happy day after Thanksgiving to you at home. My name is Bob Gouda, and uh, with me here is Jerome Ralston. Good evening, Jerome. Evening, Bob. Now, we've got a, a full roster tonight. The cheese board is full. We've got, we've got three cheeses. Um... One of which um, I've hyped in the past, and uh, do you think hype is poison? I mean, when something is is built up in advance, do you feel that you could not possibly be anything short of let down by it?
1: It does make me look a little more intently at the object. If the object is worth looking at, that that intentness is repaid. However, (laughs) if it has weaknesses... Those weaknesses will be found
0: exactly, and good, good. Um, I, I tasted uh, one of these cheeses uh, <clears throat> a few weeks ago and uh, was, yeah, fairly blown away by it. <clears throat> back uh, Back when I tried it, because uh, you know i, I like a <clears throat> I like a parlor trick, uh, a parlor trick cheese like flavor profile. So, and this has that. So tonight we have. Um, we have two goat milk cheeses, and we have one that's just all the milks. So, in order, we've got, uh, first is a, uh, the, a Spanish cheese, it's a goat cheese called Cana de Cabra. Um, I don't know what, uh, Cana de Cabra means.
1: You've got more Spanish than I do, Bob, so...
0: Something, something of the cobra. I don't know. I should probably should have looked that up, but whatever. Uh, Second cheese is a uh, is the one that I've built up. It's uh, from the Woodside Cheese Rights of South Australia. They're an artisanal cheesemaker.
1: As you can tell, they're rights known as
0: goat on a hot tin roof. This is a uh, goat milk chevre. Um. And, uh, that certainly looks involved. It's handmade in the Adelaide Hills, so how could you how could you go wrong?
1: Was that Ant Hill stuff we had also handmade in Adelaide?
0: No, I believe uh, I believe Chris Lloyd is out of Brisbane, but I, I could be wrong.
1: I just that. wanted to say handmade in Adelaide.
0: Oh, hey, no, absolutely. If you got the chance to put that on your label, you got to do it. So now. Let's do these. Uh, oh, the, uh, the third cheese. Uh, this is a formage for milk, which basically translates to for milk for milk. Um, I.
1: That's a really brief ingredients list on that. Oh, yeah. Well, the formage milk, cheese, culture, cheese cultures, salt enzymes.
0: Yeah. Four different kinds of milk. You got your cow. Got your goat. Got some sheep. What is the fourth?
1: Uh, My understanding was that it was buffalo.
0: Let's go, buffalo. So that's our fourth milk. All combined into one cheese. Formage. That was what I was going to open with. I think uh, we should go with our hard cheese first. because, uh, Or do you want to do a soft cheese, a hard cheese, soft cheese?
1: Well... I'm gonna say, you've been talking up that goat on a hot tin roof. Let's hit that. Why a... leave it for
0: last and add to the hype? Let's, <laughs> let's hit, hit it. First. Let's hit it with a clean pallet. Um now the it was interesting, uh this is a it comes in a sealed package, and there was a uh a bit of runoff in the package because the the goat milk is then wrapped in what looks to be um you know, your standard food safe paper. Um it's it's got a lot going on with it visually. It Which looks like West German bread. camouflage pattern. Yeah, it's uh, very, very green with red flecks, gray, red flecks. Those red flecks are. Uh, I'm going to say pepper flakes. The
1: ingredient list does mention
0: pepper. Um,
1: I'm a not kick sure. of chili and herbs, and there are certainly a lot of herbs wrapped with that. Yeah, In fact, I can barely see the cheese.
0: It is well covered.
1: And to your point about hype, I am a little, uh, looking a little askance at it already because of the liquid runoff in the packaging. Now, that may just mean it's fresh,
0: but... Yeah, it's, I mean, I, from what I understand, the, uh, the low-aged goat milks, um, goat cheeses seem to give off uh, a good amount of, uh, of runoff.
1: Now, we got a little bit of
0: smell on this. Yeah, let's uh, a little bit of separate this from the other two. It has a very citrusy odor to it. I would say herbal, almost smells like pesto. There is some pesto there. There is definitely some uh, some little a hint of basil. Um, should we try this on a chip or just uh, straight up first? Straight up first, okay. All right, so for you there. I'll eat off a paring knife. All right, so definitely go well, well, down the hatch. So, mm. so citrusy.
1: I don't know about you, but wait—I got a big hit of red pepper on that. But wait.
0: Mm the lemon turns into hot. Did you taste the lemon before the hot?
1: No. I must have gotten a lot of red pepper. Yeah. That is the hottest try, cheese I've ever had.
0: Try some that's not from the corner. Because the cheese itself is very, very citrusy. It's and d- the, denser and a bit richer than a I heart believe heart. The, the coating is actually black pepper mm. and red pepper. Um... Which is why it kind of looks greenish. Um, no, there's
1: gotta be basil in there.
0: And something called
1: saltbush. saltbush and pepperberry. Pepperberry. Okay, yeah.
0: Now you get either the. It depends on what you get first. If you get the pepper first, it goes from hot to citrusy. If you get the. Whew, whew, that is peppery.
1: That that is flatly the hottest pepper I've ever had. Now I haven't tried that Yancey's Fancy Ghost Pepper stuff that showed up on the shelves recently, but no, it it lets hot. you know
0: it's there. Though it does definitely let you know it's there. I will say it cleans up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, it doesn't leave a a really offensive peppery aftertaste. It goes down with the rest of the cheese. The cheese itself is pretty good. It's denser than a normal goat.
1: Oh, I they love do a little a nice fresher goat. tasting. And it's not. It's not as creamy either. I don't think. It's got more it's very of like a creamy.
0: cake consistency yeah. to it. Oh, but that's good tasting goat. Are you not getting any citrus? I get a little bit of citrus,
1: but it's immediately, almost immediately overwhelmed by either, depending on what I've got in
0: my mouth. It's like I get the, the l- hot pepper. I the get cheese. the lemon for a few seconds before the pepper kicks in, and that just might be due to uh, the uniqueness of our individual palates. Might be the odor too. You could know, be the lemon yeah. odor is more pronounced. Yes, that's 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 true. It smells like a lemon basil, um, and, and I mean lemon basil pepper. That's just three flavors that go well together. Um, I am I've remained a big fan of this. I think this is a... kind of spring taste to it. I'm try it on a pita chip. Now, yeah, I'm... I could see it being kind of a spring cheese. This was actually a, <clears throat> this was popular towards the end of summer. Um, the uh, where I got it from at Premier, uh, it was went out of stock very quickly and was not expected back in stock. And then last week they got word that they were getting a bunch more and I, uh, I had my guy get a hold of me when the cheese came in. I have and, images uh, of black painted planes
1: flying under the radar delivering contraband cheese, There's demand for the cheese. The cheese will find a way. This is good. This is a little less civilized, in a sense, than I would have expected. It's not muted at all. It's artisanal. It's allowed to be like that. I see. So you're saying that the rawness of the emotions of the bohemian life are brought forth by this cheese. Absolutely. Provided to us by the no doubt extremely artistic Woodside Cheesewrights. It's a good cheese. God, I love the word cheese. Right? It does have a sort of plummy sound to it, as it if does. men are sitting at age, ancient workbenches working with venerable tools, it's like wooden hammer, mall- like
0: mallets. You know? Yes.
1: Instead I of, like it of, though. I, of,
0: I think the. Uh, <clears throat> I almost feel like the black pepper and the red pepper sort of hit separately. Like the red pepper is the initial, like zing, and then it kind of fades into like a. A black peppery kind of heat that uh, I, I think it supports the flavor of the goat cheese very well. Now, weeks ago we talked about uh, Ant Hill, another artisanal Australian cheese that we felt was a top-notch goat that did not necessarily need to have ants on top of it because. The cheese stood so well on its own that the ants were just kind of a, you know, kind of a gimmicky afterthought.
1: You're saying it didn't need the additional legs provided by the ants?
0: That I did not. Let's see. uh, There's a recommended use. You You know what? You know what occurs to me that there is no price on this package. So as for the value of this cheese, I can't actually comment. Because uh, I don't remember how much this cheese costs.
1: This is purportedly delicious on hot, toasty bread and great with baked potatoes. Oh, I can imagine being great on a baked potato. I can definitely see that. I'm not sure I like my potatoes to have a lot of heat. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if they're fancy baked potatoes. Twice baked right
0: <coughs> Now, che- my understanding Cheez is... Cheese Louise, do you want any goat on a hot tin roof? No, thank you. Well, my no? understanding is, is
1: that, <coughs> that Cheese Louise had some... Uh, At the store. She
0: did. And she was right there with me uh, in that, you know, the two-stage flavor hit. And uh, she was into it. She was down. That Um, surprises me a little bit. Well. Given her well-known propensity
1: for bland foods and mild cheese. I beg your pardon?
0: You shamed me into it. A
1: (sighs) chevre. So something, if something this spicy meets with the Cheese Louise seal of approval, it's got to be good.
0: I can't remember uh, any other chevres we've had.
1: Uh, we've had, uh, years ago, I think we had a couple of goat cheese mini-logs mm-hmm. with uh, basil, mm-hmm. something like that. There's a couple of local producers. We'll have to get some.
0: Yeah, but. yeah. They're,
1: um, they're, those are more spreading cheeses.
0: Yeah. I would, uh, I would schmear this on uh, any sort of uh, savory cracker that... Uh, you know, or just eat it on its own. I mean, I realize that's not really how people uh, eat goat cheese, but whatever. You know, smear it on something.
1: Um, oh, it's got that nice sweet heat. Oh, it does. Tapers off. I'm it's
0: still it. has got t- a very nice aftertaste. I'm still tasting it. I, uh, if there was a chance that this cheese were to come back, I would buy it again. Um... You know, unless it turns out that it, I actually paid like twenty bucks for this little block, which I don't think that was the case, but um, you probably remember that. I would say it's, uh, I'd say it's a good value cheese. Would you say that it's
1: it's clearly not a bottom of the r- bottom rung cheese? Oh goodness, no. Would you say that this is a
0: top shelf? Would you say that
1: you would get this I'd in preference, yeah,
0: to any, I would, almost anything else? Oh, uh, yeah, almost anything else. That's a tough question. I mean, there's a lot of cheese out there. Um, if I was bringing cheese to other people that uh, I, you know, if I was going to a party, going to bring cheese, I would bring goat on a hot tin roof because, you know, it's, it's the kind of cheese that gets people talking, talking about cheese. And, uh, and Bob Goodall likes nothing better than to be talking absolutely. about cheese. Why not? You know what? What, uh, so much stuff to talk about and so much is just, it's not cheese and it's miserable and it's sad and cheese is not that, unless it's German hand cheese. Um, a good artisanal cheese. You know, it makes you feel like you've been invited to a, a you know, a classy, a classy uh, shindig. You know, somebody's bringing artisanal cheese to your party. Well, that says something about your party. All right. You should bring some goat on a hot tin roof to your shindig tomorrow night. Because I, I will be bringing some to mine.
1: All right. Well, I will take that advice. So, <clears throat> and I will...
0: I'm a little concerned because uh, if
1: your people if your people are goat cheese people, that is my concern is that my people,
0: as if they you're were going to a gathering of people who primarily hate goat cheese, secondarily hate pepper, uh, probably don't bring goat on a hot tin roof.
1: but well, I'll have to see if they've got if they've got any more in the back.
0: I mean, it's not explicitly a French cheese. It is a Chevre though, mm. which I believe is a French, French cheese. Murder. I think that just means goat cheese. I think it's French for Chevron. They sell gas. Should I drink the juice from the packaging? Uh, Probably not. Uh,
1: There's a little bit
0: of runoff in the package. Contra the rest of the cheese, which is a nice bright white
1: with a herbal fleck-tarn cover, the juice looks a little unwholesome.
0: We've had a lot of luck with uh, goat cheeses lately. It seems as though... um, it seems though, uh, just about every goat cheese we have is a top notch example of goat cheese, and it's possible that maybe these aren't top notch examples of goat cheese, and maybe it's just the only cheeses that the only goat cheeses that we've had we've just happened to like. Well, these have been bucks up goat cheeses. But here's the thing: if you're if you're peddling artisanal goat cheese, you're going to attract the kind of people who know what goat cheese is supposed to taste like, and you're not going to get away with some substandard goat cheese. Okay, so. It's a top-notch goat cheese. Did you say it's a top-notch covered. cheese? It's a top-notch cheese, absolutely. All right, I will vote top-shelf on this. Yeah, that's a top-shelf cheese. Not just because it has the word artisanal on the label.
1: And not just because it has the word... The cheese worst. rights.
0: Cheese rights. <laughs> cheese rights. As appealing as that may be. The cheese rights of Adelaide. Woodside. Uh, would you trust the brand to get a different cheese from these same the same cheese house?
1: Yes, because the... Flavor Note is balanced enough that it tells me that they actually know what they're doing when they're applying different Absolutely. flavors.
0: Uh, same with Chris Lloyd. Even though, yeah. even though Chris and it's, Lloyd was like, uh, let's throw some ants on there. Throw some ants on there. The people out west, they'll love it. They'll eat it up, literally. Um, That is a punk rock enough decision that I want to see what else she's got to say. I would buy another Chris Lloyd as well. So, thumbs up to Woodside Cheese Rights.
1: Uh, This is Chris Lloyd. What? According to the rapper, sir.
0: Oh, my God. Chris Lloyd's setting s- the world on fire. Signature. Chris Lloyd is the head cheesemaker of Woodside. I, I should have. I feel embarrassed that I did not notice this before. I wasn't actually holding out on that. I don't remember the wood, the Woodside brand being on the uh, anthill. I don't either. Maybe the it was pack, like a solo album The from packaging Chris Lloyd. was entirely,
1: it may well have been.
0: Yeah, like a solo album. These ants and, are too uh, punk rock. Oh, so uh, top notch. Good on you, Woodside Cheese Rights for what you're doing with the goat cheese. The uh, black and red pepper is definitely a step up from ants, both in terms of flavor and uh, perceived gimmickry.
1: You just don't like having those legs
0: getting between your teeth. Ah, it's just, it's with a goat cheese? Come on. You want to embed some hard, some ants into a hard cheese so that it gets chewed up all along together? That's fine. But you're going to put it in a creamy cheese? Well, you know what's going to be gone from your mouth first is going to be the creamy cheese, and all that's going to be left is the ants in your teeth. Oh, I can
1: No such st- problem with goat on a hot tin roof.
0: Why can't we stop talking about the anthill cheese? Well, oh, um, nice it's doing its job. Chris Conver- Lloyd. Conversation piece. Chris Lloyd, head cheesemaker. I need to send a resume. Okay. Let's move on. <clears throat> Next up, we're going to go with the hard cheese. This is the formage. The formage fromage. Formage, fro- formage for milk.
1: Um, you know. If I knew more French,
0: I'd suspect that's a pun. The uh, form of the goat, form of the cow, form of the sheep, and form of the buffalo so what do we combine. got? This
1: has got that s- very slight butterscotch tinge that yeah. some hard cheese gets. Yeah, it's
0: it's not a uh, it's not a riveting looking cheese. No, what kind of consistency know? we got? Uh,
1: that's not really like flinty hard. It's like um, some really aged stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean you can see yeah. some uh, sodium crystalline inside. It's calcium uh, crystals. In
1: there, yeah.
0: yeah, it's aged. Uh, you know, just the right amount of time. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out in a second. It's uh, it's a slightly more expensive cheese than we've uh, we've had in the past few weeks at twenty uh, about twenty three bucks a pound. Um, now I tasted this the other day, but I had tasted like three other things just prior to it, so I don't know how how accurate of a, a taste I got of it. But eh, we're gonna follow some hot pepper cheese with this, it. This so. might
1: be suggestion, but it does actually have a slight butterscotch smell to it.
0: Does it? At least to me. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It's got almost like a sweetness kind of to it. All right, let's give it a taste.
1: Ooh. That's definitely butterscotch. Right out the gate. Hmm. Who knew? That's a nice... It's one note, but it's a good note. Yeah. And it's, it's mellowed enough... It mellows out enough to... Yeah. To let you reflect upon it.
0: It gets creamy, it's delicious, uh, the saltiness kicks in late. Um, it's it's kind of like a butterscotchy saltiness that, uh, oh, that's a pleasing cheese. Yes. I hate to gush about every cheese we get, but when every cheese we get is highly recommended by somebody that knows about cheese. That would be Glenn with one N. Mm-hmm. Cheese man. That's really good. That is delicious, is what that is. Got to think about how it's delicious. It's got a flavor of an aged cheese, but without the sharpness. Without it's not it's not uh, rousing any rabble, you know. It's uh, it's just a it's a friendly cheese. It's like, hey, man, we have four milks here, all living in harmony, and we taste like butterscotch together. I'm gonna cut a little more of this.
1: Yeah, I can't say anything against that. It. It's not a
0: particularly in-depth taste. No, it's a simple cheese. But it's a good eating cheese. It, yes. You don't even need to apply it. You can just sit there and eat it while you watch a sporting event. It
1: has to be a fairly genteel sporting event to match the cheese,
0: though. Maybe polo. I'm going to say... This has one of the most appealing flavors of any cheese that we've had since the beginning. There's not a lot to think about in the flavor profile. It's just a a tasty cheese right up front. It's It's not intense. It's, you know, I hate to simplify it. It's just a good cheese. Well, it, it, it mellows to a maturity. It does.
1: And it is faintly reminding me of something we've had before. We've so.
0: had a three-milk.
1: This doesn't taste like that. This no. is more aged than that. what was that, Menage by Car Valley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was... Men- menage à cheese. Menage
1: à fromage. Which was quite good, but it was a different, much different flavor than this. You know what it is? I think I might be getting hints of aged Gouda in here. Does have that kind and of I think that's it. where I'm, I'm
0: going. It's got almost the same kind of consistency, where it's kind of dry. But, you know, you, <clears throat> the act of tasting it sort of, um, you know, it uh, gets it gets creamy. I'd be interested in knowing. It the, ends
1: up creamy. I'd be interested in you know. knowing the percentages of the cheeses in here. I wonder how much of the uniqueness is due to the buffalo milk, or if it's merely .001% buffalo milk so that they can save four. I don't know. I've never had a straight-up buffalo milk cheese. Well, we'll have to look. keep an eye out for that, although they're not
0: exactly local. Yeah, where is this from? Oh, yeah, there's this no was idea. Cut, this was cut off of a, a much larger wedge, so it doesn't have the factory packaging. It's just the store packaging. Um, one would hope it's got a very fancy factory packaging the rind gives little it is a Gouda, I believe oh no, I'm sorry, I saw the OU and that's from the <laughs> Formage Carter Carter? I see the word Carter Carter cheeses well there is a Murray's cheese
1: Murray's uh, although that may simply be the store rather than the actual manufacturer. Sure. Rather than, well, Murray, you make a damn good I cheese. I don't know if it's actually Murray. I think that was just the store instead of the manufacturer.
0: Nonetheless, Murray. Nonetheless, thank you. whatever
1: this is, whoever yeah. made this,
0: good uh, on Check you. it out tomorrow if you go.
1: I'll do that. It does appear to be a Gouda type.
0: Yeah, it definitely tastes like a Gouda.
1: Although the promotional material for this cheese proclaims it has a rich hit of umami. Umami? Umami, which I find perhaps overstating the matter somewhat, but
0: butterscotchy—that's really good, delicious. Um, would buy again, definitely. May buy again. May buy again tomorrow if I go. No, you still got a decent amount here. And it's still a decent amount here. But you find a good cheese, you I gotta c- lock it down.
1: I could see this going quick though.
0: Yeah, this is this is cheese for people who don't really even like cheese. Cheese, Louise, fromage. No, thank you. You got it. <clears throat> um, no tiebreaker needed on this one. No tiebreaker needed. We are in agreement that that's a good cheese. I'd say a, a very good one. We're going to need to do an episode of all bad cheeses just to balance out the last few because I don't want uh, I don't want you listening to think that all we do is all we do is gush about cheese.
1: That's right. I've got a couple candidates in mind that I've been meaning to try, but
0: I've been afraid just, you know, you gotta, sometimes you got to walk in with a cheese that might need to be escorted out immediately. Or detonated in place. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh, although, so, as you pointed out, your cheese guy did suggest this, so I would hope he did. Yeah. He's, getting, he's gaining some points on this. He
0: suggested it as a pairing for the uh, Hungarian uh, salami that I bought along with it. I wouldn't even pair this. I would straight up eat this on its own without crackers.
1: And have been. In and fact. have
0: been, yeah. So Thumbs up on that. Thumbs up on the Formage Four Milk, the 4 Milk Four Milk. Um, I I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. Even the price. At twenty three bucks a pound. I think it's worth it. Expensive but worth it. Expensive but worth it. So moving on, we've got a We've got to actually look up the term for cheese that looks like this. Now, to describe it, it's a round hunk of cheese that has a, how would you describe it? Almost like a chalky, a chalky looking rind, a chalky white rind that is immediately followed by a... Ring of oxidation. A ring of oxidation with a fresh goat cheese... Uh, in the middle, nice creamy goat cheese.
1: I'm already looking askance at this based on the fact that this strongly resembles that
0: stuff we had last week, which, that Buccarol. You know, it just seems like most of the, the, the good cheeses seem to... Yeah, I don't... There seems to be a lot of interest in this type of cheese. Well, is it cave-aged? You know what, let me, let me decode this title. All right, Cana de Capra. Well, as you do that,
1: I will make some incisions here. Slice it. Cut this up like a pizza so you get a little bit of each layer here.
0: Hmm. It's got a really... You know, I was going to say, not a cheap cheese, but 17 bucks a pound, it's middle of the road. This
1: is a very adhesive cheese. I'm having trouble getting it off the knife.
0: Really? The label touts it as cremoso y delicioso.
1: Creamy and delicious. You and I can understand that. Correct. And I have no Spanish.
0: Maduro, madurado con mano. Que? Queso de cabra.
1: You're going to need to do some translating for me, man.
0: Trying to do that.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This cheese... According it's got kind of be- a bloomy rind. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, that sounds unfortunate, particularly because the information I found out about it proclaims that it is similar to the French bucheram. Right. which sounds awfully close to Bucarol, which is what we had last week, which I didn't like.
0: Um, okay, so this is from the Cowgirl Creamery. Actually, it's not made by the Cowgirl Creamery. They're the distributor. They're the distributor. Um... Before I read the official description of it, let's have a taste. Let's taste it.
1: This is really like fine-grained Bloomy. goat cheese. No real smell though. Very creamy. Oh yeah, there's that cave hip. If it's cave-aged, there's that earthy hit.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you don't have to eat the wine.
1: Well, I got to try it, and I just did, and it doesn't yes, appeal to me. Did.
0: I like that oxidation ring. It's,
1: it's really creamy. Uh huh. And I will say this: it has an earthy note, but it's a refined earthy note. You know, like the high end, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. high end potting soil. It's Almost smotheringly creamy. I think it's, it's so dense; it's not crumbling. It's maintaining its integrity, so it's got to go. It's got to disappear as cream instead of disappear as mm-hmm. pieces. Yeah.
0: Let's try that without the rind. What do you think? I think that is remarkably tasty. Um, I don't think it has the you know I don't think it tastes like you picked it up off of like a stone floor. Off a cave floor, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got that note, that earthy kind of cave age kind of note. It It might not even be It may not be cave age. The rind Um, definitely has that note. But that cheese in the center, I mean, that is about as creamy goat cheeses I've ever eaten.
1: It's got a bit more tang. There's there's a bit more bite to
0: that. Yeah. I mean, tasting it is delightful like because a... it's so creamy, it just coats your entire palate. Mm. And uh, I guess if you don't like this type of cheese, that would be offensive. But um, I don't typically like this type of cheese, and I still found its, uh, its creaminess endearing. Um, it's got a bit of bite. It's a bit sharp in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also destroying the piece yeah. I'm trying to eat
0: you're here. Just, you're making a mess. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, I will say I like the sort of goat cheese that's in the middle of that goat on a hot tin roof better than I like the the sort of
0: okay. earthy bite of this type. Let's see what the... Uh, I am admittedly biased. Let's see what the uh, the money men say about it. Resembling a French boucheron. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Is that what this type of cheese is called? I don't know. <clears throat> this soft ripened goat milk cheese log hails from Murcia. An orchard-thick, mountainous region of southeastern Spain. The region is one of climatic diversity, at times hot and arid, and at other times benefiting from the balmy breezes buffeting in from the Mediterranean Sea. What is this, a travelogue? And is known for engendering high-quality goat milk products. Cana de Cabra, Cabra is creamy and mild, but has a full and happy, happily satisfying flavor. Tangy citrus notes... Did I did get, get
1: that. Uh, I can see that, although I don't think it's citrusy um, so much as it is earthy tang.
0: Balance the rich creaminess of the cheese, and there's a fleeting hint of deep woods mushrooms that grow in shady spots. Did you get uh, the, the shade mushrooms? I think that's what I mean by earthy. I bought some shady mushrooms once.
1: It sounds like a bad purchase.
0: <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Let try this one more time. I used to work with the people who would get called
1: if you ate shady mushrooms and had liver <laughs> failure. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I got the citrus now. Well, it's a suggestion. You yeah, you because I read it. it. Yeah. yeah. Now I know exactly what it tastes like. I don't think that tang is citrusy at all.
1: I think it's just acidic. It doesn't quite go all the way to the, down the scale toward vinegary.
0: As far as this type of cheese, the, the log, the rinded <clears throat> oxidizing log, this has been my favorite of those. I like the inside a great deal. I would actually be more interested in
1: this if it wasn't as aged.
0: Wasn't as aged. Yeah. No, it's only aged for Let's like a that. month or so, but the, I like uh,
1: I like my goat cheese to be fresh and sweet. It's
0: aged 21 days.
1: Well that is admittedly my preference. I can see how you like this. The consistency on this is really pleasing.
0: I mean it's like the consistency of cheese whiz. You know, it's it just gets so creamy. <laughs> and I like that. I appreciate it.
1: to have to have a drinking game. Take a drink every time Bob says the word "creamy." Every time I like a creamy cheese, and he's taking a drink right now, folks. I can tell this. This one is certainly better for me than the roll. Mm-hmm. Um It's not as heavy on the earth notes. It probably because it wasn't sitting in a cave for however days. many months. Not even a month.
0: Not even a month. Like
1: the inside. Not like, even a billing cycle. What? Like, <laughs> like the consistency. like the inside of it especially. Not a big fan of the
0: outside oxidized in the rind area. What I like about these log cheeses is that when you slice out a small bit of it, it looks like Pac-Man. It's going for the other cheese.
1: Well, in this case, I would think that of the three cheeses on the board, I would be going for the other ones. I'll
0: tell you, Connor DeCabre, you should try the formage. But not the goat on a hot tin roof, because that would be like cannibalism.
1: Um, Fulmosh has goat cheese. Got all of them. All of them.
0: Um, I would buy this again, only but only if I were looking for um, something that would be sampled in small amounts and maybe smeared on a cracker. Um, That's most goat cheese. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, as far as, like, the... uh, can we say boucheron? Is that what this type of cheese is referred to well, as? Well, it we'll seems to,
1: like. We'll have to educate ourselves.
0: I mean, We're we we to by look up boucheron.
1: By eating everything.
0: Um, you know, it's like... Uh, yeah, I might not know that much about cheese. About the complexities and the process and the nomenclature. Uh, and the syntax. But uh, I'm not a... I'm not an enthusiast for that kind of thing. I'm just an enthusiast for the flavor. The I just like itself. the cheese itself. you know, It's like, uh, it's like a, a wise man once told me, hey, just eat the cheese, man. Just eat the cheese. You don't need to talk about the cheese. You don't need to analyze the cheese. You don't need to know the history of the cheese. Just eat the cheese. You like the cheese? Good. If not, just don't buy that cheese again. There's hundreds of cheeses out there. But uh, I, in- I think we got three winners. Um, it, if I had to rank these in order, I would say first is Far and Away the Formage. Um, second would be the Goat on a Hot Tin Roof. And uh, third, but by no means least, would be the Cana de Cabra. I like all three of these. I am indifferent to the Cana de Cabra. Eh, yeah, that's, that's fine. But you don't actively hate it. No. Um, I was- you maybe wouldn't get it again. No. But... As an experience, you know, hey, it's another cheese that you've never had, and now you've had that cheese. I'm going to give the nod to the Goat on a Hot Tin Roof here. So when you're hanging out with your cheese time buddies and everybody's like, have you tried the Count Gabra? You'd be like, well, I guess my good man." You can be smug about it. You'd be like, eh, yeah, whatever.
1: I'm over it. I'm going to give the nod to the Goat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, in part because its flavor profile is more novel yeah. than the Formage. Yeah. The Formage, I feel I could get pretty close to by having an aged goat cheese, or excuse me, an aged Gouda. Sure. Uh, this brings a somewhat different and more mellow mm-hmm. uh, aged Gouda sharpness, but I feel I could get in the neighborhood. Sure. Uh, the Goat on a Hot Roof is fairly unique to me, yeah. although that may be because I have generally shy away from cheeses that appear to have vegetable gardens growing on them. Artisanal. Yes. Uh, it is quite good, and I'm deeply appreciative of the fact that when they decided to put pepper on it, they did it. They committed to oh, the Oh, Absolutely. Heat. And it's not sort of a minor grace note. It is a, here's the citrus, and here's the heat hammer. But it's a genteel hammer. Absolutely. And I'm appreciative of that, too. So because of the... I think Goat on a Hot Tin Roof is sort of in its own neighborhood, whereas the Formage is in the neighborhood of
0: other cheeses. Chris Lloyd does not strike me as the type to dance around a concept. Uh, Chris Lloyd is a cheese rock star. And, uh, you know... Chris Lloyd gets out there on the drum riser that flies up into the air and rotates around because And then it throws ants on it the audience. Throws ants. Like I'm surprised that uh you know, I, I I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this this person's cheese, this Chris Lloyd, who I'm told is a very nice lady. And uh I want to see more from them. I will be looking for more Woodside Cheese Rites uh, artisanal cheeses. They do small batch, so it's tough to get after a short while. You know, typically only one uh, shipping container full of it makes it here. That's a lot of cheese. A lot of it gets hijacked in transit. The the pirates, uh, the modern day pirates, love an artisanal goat. They can't get enough. Yarr. It's why they're in the business. They're in it for the cheese. And that's why we're in this. So three winners. Mm. No losers. I know you don't like the Canada Cabra, but whatever. I liked it. Yeah. But you know it's tie game. that's to the end. I guess I have to apply my own my own uh criteria where something has to be either really good or really bad, or else it does nothing for me. Um I don't feel that way about the Canada Cabra. I thought it was a When I look back I won't remember how it tasted, but I will remember that it was a, it was just a good creamy goat cheese that had a, you know, it had a little citrusy note to it. It was pleasant. I could taste it. It was good. You know, I I can't, uh, I can't talk it down. I wouldn't, <coughs> pardon me. Oh, I would not necessarily get it again, but only because there's, there's just so many cheeses out there.
1: Oh, so. You know what they say. What's that? Casey is
0: longa, vita brevis. Exactly. Exactly. Which means uh,
1: the study of cheese is long, where yes. there are many cheeses, and life exactly. is short. Exactly. You don't need to learn about
0: cheeses. To eat it. Just eat it. So, and you've got some recommendations now with what to eat. Got some recommendations. I mean, if you can get some, if you know a guy, get some. Uh, get anything from Woodside Cheese Rights because uh, that's a name that carries with it some clout and uh, you're you're going to be at the very least intrigued. Um, and just get yourself a hunk of formage and just gnaw on it because that's just a good-tasting cheese. Okay. So um, we don't uh, yet have our cheeses for next week, but uh, I can guarantee that
1: we're, you know. That's all right. I'll try to find something that's, uh, you know, might not be as good. it will be eating <laughs> you know cheese. So, until then, Risky. folks... Oh, go ahead. if you want something riskier for next week, we can try that. Anything but Tilsit. Oh.
0: No. All right. Just not, something. Just not in the Just not in the mood. Maybe we'll go Brit. I can see that. I see, can definitely see that. All right, folks, until next week, that's, uh, that's been Gouda on Gouda, and uh, cheese on.